Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. All right, welcome in. Very exciting for NFL fans as this is uh, the key moment of the offseason. It's NFL Draft Week. Everyone's tuning in on Thursday. The diehards are checking, you know, the draft rounds four, five, six, seven. Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but it's a big week for NFL football fans. I wanted to get uh, various different perspectives uh, for the different NFL franchises that we represent that we know and love. So a couple of voices in here. I'm Dylan Corbett. We've got Zach Kelly. Uh, he's basically the news of the draft representing the San Francisco 49ers. We've got Kirill Smolyansky, Ohio zone representing the Bengals, which slots in my pick the Falcons. So Bengals at number five, uh, we've got the Minnesota Vikings own Al Dalson. And of course our bears representative, <laughs> Uh, Matt Cruzan. So just want to kind of start, we'll each kind of talk about what we think each of our teams are going to select uh, and just open it up after each respective team to kind of uh, just a general discussion. But let's start with the shock of the NFL draft, or at least the month leading up to it. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan says, you know, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo staying absolutely silent and, you know, Shanahan is just throwing him under the bus. This, What do you think Jimmy G thought when he heard yeah, people might die Sunday. Like, that was a very uh, interesting quote choice. But what, what's the play here? It's obviously looking towards quarterback. Is it a smokescreen? It's smokescreen season. Uh, Zach, what's going on here? Do you have the quarterback of the future in your plans for Thursday? Uh, I think I do. I think I know who I want. I think the rest of the Twitter world would agree with me who I want. But uh, the smokescreen is up. Everyone's saying it's Mac Jones or Trey Lance, but uh, I'm 100% in on Justin Fields. I think that's the pick, and I'm sticking with it. I think he's the best available at three after Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are gone. So I think it has to be that. I was looking at – this might be one of the greatest quarterback classes we'll see. And, again, it's all kind of conjecture. This is Mel Kuyper's season. But I was looking at the college stats for all five of these guys – and they're impeccable. It's almost like you can't even pick and choose. You're like, oh, Mac Jones had Devontae Smith. He had all these weapons that he's still facing the SEC defenses. Uh, what do you guys think? Does anyone have opposing views on maybe if they're going Trey Lance, if they're going somebody else at number three? I mean, I feel like it has to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance. You can't justify trading three first round picks for Mac Jones. He's like everyone's saying his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. So, like, can't, like, do three first-rounders for that. Yeah, that's tough, Al. And, of course, this was the Miami Dolphins pick. There was some conjecture there and some speculation. Hey, is two of the guy. Are they going to take one of these good quarterbacks? Uh, they've traded down. They're just accumulating picks. That front office has been genius lately. Um, but, yeah, wh who does anyone think that – what are some quarterbacks that you think are going to be the gem of this class, picking out of the five? Obviously, there's Trevor Lawrence, but is there going to be a guy that maybe sneaks in there and has a better career? I think uh, I think if Trey Lance gets into a good system, um, he has the potential to develop, just like you kind of saw with uh, Josh Allen. He's been compared to a lot, I think. Um, so, I mean, I can see that depending on where he goes. I think I saw him going to Pittsburgh earlier today from someone. I can't remember who it was, but. So Trey Lance, I was shocked when I looked him up. He had zero interceptions. 
And that's an FCS school, but it's the buys in their national title contenders, champions rather every single year. And of course, that is Al Dawson's own NDSU buys in. Sell us on your guy, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, uh, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He really wanted to go to the U of M, but they passed on him and went with Tanner Morgan. And uh, so as far as Trey Lance goes, like you said, he set the FCS record, no interceptions. So defense is as good as the FBS. I'll be the first one to say no. But he's still got to make those throws, those reads. And if he's able to dissect the defense and make those reads as quickly as he can, I think that can translate to the next level. His arm strength is very good, and his athleticism, his ability to extend the play and run is also just as good. I think – I don't know the number off the top of my head, but he had double-digit rushing touchdowns. Yeah. His yards, I think, were in the 1,000. So he can beat defenses with his feet as well as his arm. So I think he's one guy that – I wouldn't overlook because his athleticism is off the charts. I, I kind of agree with Zach. I after watching uh, the college football playoffs, I I really like Justin Fields. I don't know why he's been slipping. I again, this is kind of where whatever Mel Kiper says goes, and all of a sudden he's losing his draft stock. Um, of course, the Bears notoriously traded up in the draft for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, as you watch Deshaun Watson, which in hindsight is, you know, maybe it's a good thing you didn't uh, pick him, but Patrick Mahomes, obviously, in that draft. Um, who do you think's the crown jewel of this quarterback class, Matt? Um, obviously, the easy answer is Trevor Lawrence, so not even going to talk about him. Um, but honestly, it's probably a guy we're not even talking about. Like, we know that there's this big five who could all go in the top nine picks. It's not going to happen, but it's possible. Um, then there's talk last couple of weeks of Davis Mills, the Stanford quarterback, could sneak into the end of the first round. I've seen him rumored to the Bears. I don't like that. Um, no, like you guys are saying, I mean, we saw Fields go head-to-head with Trevor Lawrence in the college football playoff yeah. with, like, a broken rib in the first quarter, and he proceeded to just light, light it up. Um, I don't know if it's the epilepsy. I don't know. It's the greatest smoke screen of all time if the Niners take him. Um, I think they're taking Mac Jones. I for some reason, maybe that he sees him as another Matt Ryan. I don't know. Um, but no, it, the second or third best quarterback from this group is going to end up going in the fourth or fifth round. And it's someone that we're just not talking about. Kyle Trask is who I wrote down. I'm not saying it's him, but I was just like, why, who, who, this was a guy, again, against SEC defenses, was fourth in the Heisman. He did it with yeah. Pitts. He did it with Tony. But that's the same thing as Matt well, Jones, right? And if you, as recent as like February, he was pegged as yeah. that fourth or fifth quarterback who could go. Like he was, some had him ahead of Mac Jones and like going in the 20s or something. So yeah, he's probably the second, maybe third round guy. Could one be a name, Russell Wilson. Yeah, one name I do keep hearing a lot. Speaking of Russell Wilson, is Kellen Mond, the Texas AM guy. A lot of people are really high on him going on day two. And then I have to mention it. Our boy, Ian Book, I hear he's going to go day two now, either round two, three, or four. Yeah. Like, even be up in round two. A lot of people like him. I wouldn't do it personally, but there's some steam behind that. Yes. Um, so to put a bow on the 49ers, Zach, you want Justin Fields. You'll be satisfied with Trey Lance, and you're going to drop to the floor if it's Mac Jones? Yeah, if it's Mac Jones, we got issues. I've talked way too much shit to Bears fans over the last few years. They made the trade with the Niners when they picked Trubisky, and it's just not going to be good for my uh, 
my own personal mental mm-hmm. state. So um, we're, we're hoping for Justin Fields here today, boys. All right. Uh, Falcons, the news coming out. I, I dusted it off as news. I don't think they're going to trade Julio Jones. That was my initial reaction. And I went digging in a little bit deeper. Uh, this might shock you. Julio Jones, what you guys would consider one of the greatest receivers of our generation. You know, you can argue things here and there for whether he's better than DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera. You know, he has only had one double digit touchdown year in his career. It doesn't surprise me. 2012. And it was 10. (laughs) And his next highest (laughs) is eight. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's often injured coming off a, a year in which he played nine games, but the fucking season was toast from the get-go. Um, Arthur Smith, I'm thinking they go either Pitts, uh, which I would love because then that would mean, hey, they're at least going to give Matt Ryan a chance with to finish out his contract in Atlanta. If Arthur Smith wants to go, does anyone think they're going to shock people and go quarterback here potentially at four? I think they should. Oh, come on, bro. Was that a shot? Uh, <laughs> I mean, answer this. Is their roster remotely close to being a contender next year with Kyle Pitts? I, I think the offensive defense plays. I do. That to See, that's where we'll just disagree. I don't think it makes them even close to a contender at, like, at best, 8-8. Eight and eight. So then you go another year. Now, okay, how, Matt Ryan's another year older, contract. Julio Jones is another year. I just don't think you're winning with Matt Ryan in this core. If you think these five quarterbacks are as good as they are, and you can get the – So you're thinking kind of the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes scenario where Matt Ryan gets a year, but they draft the quarterback and then potentially trade Julio, yeah. I mean, I could see it. Uh, I would hate that, but I could totally see it. I get Arthur Smith is the new guy in there and kind of wants his own new guys, but Matty Ice is just my guy. I'm torn on that. Uh, I would like to steal the offensive tackle from you, Kirill. Penny Sewell, because look what the the difference between the Buccaneers and uh, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl was um, the offensive line was decimated. They couldn't even protect Patrick Mahomes. Brady, they protected. They drafted drafted that offensive lineman last year in the first round. Uh, I think this dude is going to be an absolute anchor. Arthur Smith, who had a big offensive line in Tennessee in front of Derrick Henry, if he shocks people and again, in my opinion, wants to go offense and thinks he does have a contender, um, maybe he steals it from the Bengals. But if he doesn't, that's your pick, Kirill. Uh, if I the whole season, like I was talking about how I won him really bad. So like he, there was like a Sports Illustrated article saying like he's like the best tackle prospect since like the early 2000s. But the more you get into it, uh, the tackle class is so deep. I would rather hope Kyle Pitts somehow sneaks the Bengals at five because he's a jet. Like you're never going to get a tight end like that again, like in a long time. And or Jamar Chase, just because like Sam Cosme, Walker Little, Alex Leatherwood, all those Mm -hmm. like still starting tackles are going to be there early in the second. And I mean, Joe Burrow apparently wants Jamar Chase. You give him what he wants. Right. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase is obviously going to go early. Sewell's going to go early. Does anyone think the Bengals are going to go offensive weapon, obviously? Um, yeah, just thoughts there. I think they're absolutely nuts if they do anything other than take Penny Sewell. Um, we don't need to – I mean, 
I get those receivers are good, Jamar Chase specifically, Kyle Pitts, but how many first round receivers do absolutely nothing in our bus? Right. It's got to be one of the highest bust rates at any position outside of quarterback, obviously. Uh, but you got to keep Joe Burrow upright. I mean, hmm. he was sacked obviously a lot. He is hurt because of that. You protect him. That's got to be first and foremost. And you put their weapons around him second. The first thing is keeping him upright. I, I think that's key is keeping Joe Burrow healthy next season and future seasons going forward. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised to see him trade back and try and grab the number two tackle from Northwestern and then get extra draft capital for the team. I, I don't think that would be a bad choice for them as well. You guys mentioned the depth of the draft. Um, yeah, I was kind of looking at some guys like, uh, you know, do you guys do this too? You look at uh, on ESPN, the uh, draft needs for your team, uh, I think is a pretty cool uh, thing. So I'm looking at Asante Samuel Jr. as maybe like a fourth or fifth cornerback or no, maybe even slide, slipping down either. But I like the name there, right? Asante Samuel, I loved growing up watching. Uh, Greg Rousseau out of Miami. Uh, Shaka Tony, that guy out of Penn State, like these are some late round guys I'm looking at potentially for the Falcons because like, you know, they, they really need to build through the draft because their salary crap situation is so shitty. Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama, I think that too can anchor an offensive line. Who's some guys you are maybe potentially looking late round? Al, you got the Vikings in the middle to the late of the round. Uh, who is slotting in there? I think the Vikings have one glaring need. Uh, and that's the offensive line. Um, however, I feel like that's last, every year. <laughs> it is every year. Um, I mean, they drafted Ezra Cleveland um, a couple of years ago. But anyway, uh, I think their old line, if they give Kirk protection, it shows Kirk can find the right reads. But when he doesn't have the time, he doesn't have the athleticism to really extend the play. So he just kind of folds like a folding chair in the pocket and takes a sack. Um, so I think offensive line is going to be where they go now. It kind of depends if the Bengals take uh, Sewell or if they go receiver. Um, I can see the Vikings maybe even moving up to draft Sewell if he does drop past the Bengals. Um, and then otherwise, um, like Crow was saying, or maybe Zach, but that Rashawn Slater guy out of Northwestern. Um, now the Vikings – the reason they lost games last year wasn't because of the offense. It was because of the defense, but they were decimated by injuries. They should be getting Hunter back, Barr. Uh, who knows about these young corners having a second year now. So, I mean, if they go defense, I was thinking there's a chance they could get Jalen Phillips at DN out of Miami. Um. On that note, you mentioned that the Vikings might trade up. Uh, is there any bold predictions? Are we going to have a shocker? I remember last year during the pandemic, we were kind of just – there was so much betting on that. We were seeing what we could do for the top ten. Uh, the big shock of this draft was like the Raiders drafting up to steal Henry Ruggs, and we are like, what the hell, Gruden? Uh, any crazy scenarios you are predicting for uh, Thursday or anyone? I'm not predicting it per se, but um... – it would be really interesting if New England makes their move for a quarterback and trade. Yeah. Something they've never done. Um, not sure if they would do it or not. But then uh, the Bears, I mean, fuck, are they going to trade up for a quarterback if guys keep falling? You never know. Um, right. And then another one I saw of trading up for QB was Washington. They could do that as well. 
Yeah, it's always exciting to see who the quarterbacks are going to go and which teams are going to retool their offense. I I also forgot Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a big thing, too, uh, when the Chiefs got him right before the end of the round. Who's a running back you guys like? I personally would like uh, – yeah, I mean, Travis Etienne's going to be great, too, but I think Najee Harris is a guy. And the Falcons, I need a running back because we're not going in with Mike Davis and whoever the hell is backing <laughs> him up. I was like, what the hell? Mike Davis is raw. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I like Etienne also. Then uh, the, I can't even think of his name, but the kid from North Carolina I think is going to be really Monte good. Monte Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Some wide receivers. I like Sage Sherratt, Amari Rogers. Wasn't that the Clemson dude that got hurt? Uh, I think it's a pretty Rondell Moore, Tutu Atwell. This is kind of a deep receiver class, too. That's what you're saying. So if the receivers are the bust in the first round, uh, why not wait for one of these guys that might have more value later? Yeah, well, that's that's a big part of it. It's not necessarily thinking that that receiver is going to be a bust in the first round, even though that's part of it. But there, we've seen such a big hit rate on receivers in the second, third, fourth round. And I think this is another loaded receiver class. I'm taking my left tackle first, and then I'll fill up the spots later. Not to mention you have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. It's not like he's throwing to nobody. I mean, you have right. good players. We have three receivers on the roster right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to need them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I just said that because, like, I saw three reports from inside, like, the Bengals, like, uh, people saying everything leads to uh, Jamar Chase. Like, they, they heard from the organization. It's Jamar Chase today. I saw yeah, his, his betting odds were, like, minus 900 as, like, the first receiver now, wherever yeah. he goes, yeah. right? That That's something I don't understand is, and I'm not, I don't. I don't scout wide receivers. I don't even look at them. I just pay attention to the quarterbacks, especially this year. But wh- why is Devontae Smith like the third? Like, did we not see him in the national championship game with 200 yards in the first half? loaded. Because he's 160 pounds, but. Oh, yeah, that came out it, like in here. Whether that's justifiable or not, that's the reason. It's because he's six yeah. foot 160 pounds. Isn't Tutu Outwell like under 150? That's crazy. Like, I mean, that that's like a Taylor Gabriel. That's turbo. Austin. That's Austin. Like <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, okay, so we got Zach Kelly here. I'm Dylan Corbett, Kirill Smolyansky, Al Dawson, Matthew Cruz, and NFL draft. We're posting this on a Wednesday. First round is on Thursday and in the final rounds throughout the week. Uh, the crown jewel of the NFL offseason as we kind of get a real test of what our team's going to look like for teams that are rebuilding, et cetera. And a lot of our teams are in the news and it's going to be exciting to see what we do, especially Zach, the 49ers. Uh, Good luck to you on Thursday. That's going to be nuts. Uh, See if you have the future of your franchise. Thank you. All right. We'll get you guys out of here. Appreciate your time. And we'll talk to you next week.